time for Speakeasy. <laughs> Way to sell it. Guys, uh, this it's is... It's time for Speakeasy. Much better. This yeah. is a, a new experiment for us. We're going to every now and then do one of these Speakeasy things where we just... Uh, Speak easily. Exactly. Speak easily. Unscriptedly. It's after the dinner party, and it's filled with little bits from the week that we couldn't put into our show. Yeah. Uh, normally, I like that we're calling this speakeasy, but we actually are under a time limit. In 10 minutes, I'm going to interview <laughs> the Flaming Lips' Wayne Coyne. Yes. So we got to kind Is of... Is it an interview, or we're going to have him do a soundtrack for uh, us? That's true. So I'll, I'll guide him through uh, mm. telling us about his David Lynch-inspired soundtrack. All right. Well, there you go. That's exactly the sort of thing you can expect from Speakeasy, a little behind the scenes, uh, maybe some some uh, sneak previews yeah. and other stuff. Us dropping F-bombs, you might hear, <laughs> unlike on the regular show. The one thing we definitely wanted to include in this show was something that happens every week that we often talk about at dinner parties, but we never get to share on the show, which is um, what our guests eat for breakfast. That's right. We, we Before we record any interviewee, to get a mic level, you know, volume level on them. We asked them to tell us what they had for breakfast. And so at this point, Rico and I are like scholars on <laughs> and what. So if you tell us like a writer from New York or an actor from L.A. or... Tell us the type of artist and their geographic location. A musician. We could pretty much probably tell you what they have for breakfast because we've done this hundreds of times. So this week we had Aubrey Plaza. She was our guest of honor. Yes, the actress. Fun interview. You should check it out. It's uh, She's in the new How Hartley film. Right. So Rico, when I asked Aubrey Plaza... Mariko doesn't know the answer to this. Well, what what she had for breakfast? What do you think she said? Um, I'm. <laughs> she's been on our show before, by the way. We did a live show with her, so I've met mm-hmm. her. I have a little bit more insight into her person. I feel pizza. I feel like she would have cold, <laughs> cold yeah. pizza. She's got that kind of young, collegey kind of, and she was an intern in Parks and Rec, and they there seem like they eat cold pizza. It's like a what the hell attitude. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat cold pizza and enjoy it. Let's play the tape. What what? Here's what Aubrey Plaza had for breakfast i had oatmeal with uh, bananas and strawberries i had a half of a chocolate croissant and uh about seven cups of tea oh the but total you know opposite that's a very composed breakfast well it's not totally opposite because look we've interviewed a lot of actors and some of them don't eat anything or they won't yeah. admit to eating anything and that was pretty decadent she had a chocolate croissant Oatmeal, you know, there's carbs in there. That's and she lives in L.A. And haven't you found that West Coast people are more they they eat carbs less often than East Coast people? I yeah, that is true. So, so are you saying that I came close because I guessed pizza, which no, has carbs? No. In it? <laughs> but yeah, she ate. You, you, she has appetites, and she ate a bunch of stuff. Um, so that last thing, she said she drank seven cups of tea. Oh man. I drink about half a dozen cups of tea a day as well. And uh, I'm always relieved to find a tea drinker because if you live in America and you don't drink coffee, uh, you feel lonely um, and and weird. (laughs) Or you feel very, you know, like above everybody and better than them. Sometimes, but you certainly don't feel like you have more energy than them because (laughs) they're all on liquid cocaine and you're like on liquid quaaludes. So I kind of latched on. I'm still setting up our our studio for the interview. And I latched on to the fact that she also is a tea drinker. And we talked a little bit about tea. And then we came up with what I think is probably the best idea for a breakfast drink. So let's let's hear hear it. But I find when I'm a little bit hungover, Uh tea doesn't like it's like the idea of drinking hot, thin tea. Is it not a good idea? Yeah, like I always want coffee, but a coffee's too bad for me, so I don't drink it. Why it's, do you, yeah? Why do you think coffee's bad? Because it kind of gives me it gives me anxious. I almost get like a heart attack, oh, and yeah. then I fall asleep two hours later. Are like, you addicted to caffeine? Or <laughs> mm, no, but like when I would drive in LA after coffee, I would get really aggro. 
Yeah, I was really addicted to coffee. The problem with coffee is it's so beautiful looking. Like coffee shops are always handsome, and it's a nice place to meet. All right, let's not talk about what we're missing. I know. I drink it on the weekends, and I'm. I have it every occasionally. I have a cup, and now it's actually better because it's like such a treat. Yeah, no, it is. It's like a martini or something. It's like a morning martini. Yeah, it's nothing better than that. It's like a breakfast martini. Yeah. The only thing better than that would be an actual breakfast martini. <laughs> is it? it kind of is. Like, I, I drink cocktails. We talk a lot about cocktails on the show, but yeah. cocktails are the punctuation point of my week. I'll have, like, like a cocktail at the end of the week. Congratulations. We wrap the show. Or yeah, sure. I catch up with an old friend. Uh, so martinis are special. And now coffee, that's the role it has for me. Like, I'll have it once or twice a week, tops. But isn't the Bloody Mary the, the breakfast martini? That, but the Bloody Mary is so not elegant. <laughs> like like a martini you, it is It has a beautiful simple. celery stalk blooming out uh, of it. it. It's just like a garbage disposal. You just throw <laughs> a bunch of veggies in there and <laughs> it's spicy a, things. Is, it's one of you, the only two places people drink tomato juice. It's like, like a salad in a goblet. Do you, do you think a salad looks like a, <laughs> a disposal? It's like salad with ketchup and water and vinegar and Worcestershire sauce. and It's like right. heartburn. It's a glass of heartburn, basically, Bloody Marys. We will agree to disagree. I, I actually right. only drink Bloody Marys on airplanes for some reason. Anyway. Well, because people drink tomato juice on airplanes. Yes. It makes you feel like you're doing something healthy for your otherwise right. destroyed, wretched body well, you- <laughs> packed into the seat. All right. We, so, so you were excited about something. Um, you've been excited for something about a couple weeks. Zach Quinto came in, and and you being from Pittsburgh, I have to say, I have to tell the audience. Sorry, Rico. Yeah. You were really excited that Zach Quinto was coming. Yes. Because he's from Pittsburgh. He's in Star Trek. Yes. And you know he's he's feels like a peer. He's not too far from from your my age. age no. um, so you were super zacked out. Yes, um, and also he uh, he went to Carnegie Mellon University, where my my father taught, and where I have uh, had many friends go. Um, and I actually had a friend who told me a story about Zachary Quinto's days at CMU because she she attended at the same time he did, and uh, I did put this story past him to see what he had to say about it. It didn't end up in the final cut of the interview. Here is his tale. A friend of mine went to CMU with you mm-hmm. and was dressing you. You were playing Mae West. Oh, you yeah. You were dressing in drag oh, yeah. as Mae West at yeah. Carnegie Mellon University. That's right. So they needed to do something about your eyebrows. <laughs> and they would not. you didn't want them to wax your eyebrows. Right. Because it's kind of a major part of your... Well, I, <laughs> yes, you it's are. interesting, yes. Uh, that is true. I... Um, I did play a character called Mr. May West in an original play called May, written by a woman named Catherine O'Sullivan, and uh, yeah. and I did have to, in fact, dress in drag. And I didn't understand, like at the time. Now you know, all these years later, I shaved my eyebrows for oh, yeah. Trek movies, yes. almost completely, but not quite. But <laughs> but I, I was terrified that you know, what if they don't grow back? And so yeah, I went through this really meticulous and uncomfortable process of like putting this wax in them and like like matting them down and yeah. then putting makeup over them and it was kind of a frightful sight but uh <laughs> but that was an interesting creative experience for sure there she are photos s- out there somewhere i'm sure she also said that you uh, picked out an excellent pair of red pumps for that character oh did i yeah that she like they were trying to find good shoes for you and you came back and you were like i found well them. i remember going to like shoe stores and uh and having to you know, try on high-heeled <laughs> shoes, and it was like so in Pittsburgh of all places. You know, it was like really, really weird, uncomfortable, <laughs> embarrassing to me at the time. Uh, I feel like today I'd have a little bit more fun with it. Than yeah, I, did. Well, I had fun wearing them, though. I will say that was a good challenge to like learn how to walk in high heels. That was pretty cool. But all right, God knows if I'll ever have that 
responsibility again. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if May You've got a long career ahead of totally, you. Totally, man. Hopefully. So there you go, Zachary Quinto. By the way, the uh, a follow-up to that, my friend who told me that story, Brendan, yeah. um, she still has those shoes that he picked out, and she wow. wears them all the time, and she says they make everybody's legs look great. You know, that's, that part of the story, I was like, your friend has such vivid memories of this moment. Before Zachary Quinto was a popular person, does your friend just have really a really great memory, or did she was Maybe she just really was, impressed by I, Mr. Quinto? I have a feeling that he was one of those guys that was impressive from the start. I think that people yeah. knew he was going places. But there mm. you go. And I have to go and interview Wayne Coyne in like five seconds. Should we introduce this last bit? Uh, yeah, and then you can leave, and I'll I'll wrap it up when you're gone. Okay, cool. So yeah, so the other we had a couple other guests on this week: uh, John Worcester and Tom Sharpling. They are characters in the Best Show, which is a wonderful podcast. The host. You mean Tom Sharpling is the host of the show, and then John Worcester calls in performing as characters. Sharpling's the host. That was always tricky to write this week, how to introduce them and outroduce them, because it was like, John, they're not really co-hosts. But anyway, they have this fun radio show where they do funny call-ins. They answer dedicated questions. We put a bunch of them in our show, but some were really good, and we couldn't include them. That's right. So here's uh, one question that you didn't hear on the regular show. Uh, let's roll the tape. And if I'm not here after the tape is over, it's because I'm talking to a rock star. Our next question comes from Tom in Georgia. Tom writes, at self-serve soda fountains, salsa bars, etc., when removing a lid from the stack of plastic lids, there are invariably one or more extra lids stuck to the lid that you're, you know, that you're pulling. Is it more polite and hygienic to put back the outer one, which I picked up first, or the inner one, which I touched the inside of, or should I be clean but wasteful and toss the extra one? What if you carried around a little soaking device, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. a little, a tiny little pail, Uh and you just Uh soaked, well, you'd need two. You'd need, you'd need one with the dishwashing Liquid, some kind of liquid. The blue liquid, that magic blue that, yeah. liquid they use in bars. Yeah. You, di- you dip as many as you want in there, mm-hmm. and then you Rip- rinse them off in, in pail two, and then, of course, you mm-hmm. need a drying rack. Rack. Okay. rack. Yeah, I was going to say towel, but I think a rack is better. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you want it to get a complete, it should dry completely. Yeah, an air dry. And it's yeah. more hygienic not to use a towel, too, so I see. I see. But it's, it's, um. it's a very important question, because I think... Um, who was it? I think uh, Chester A. Arthur died from a contaminated so- soda <laughs> plastic lid. soda lid. <laughs> lid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. tragic. So but that, so that's all right. So that's a pretty easy solution, Tom. Just bring two little pails, one with yeah. cle- blue cleaning liquid, the other with clear water, and a little drying rack. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to make those collapsible so they fit in your wallet. Okay. There you go. I'm still here. Oh, Brendan, you're still here. Because it turns out Wayne Coyne interview is going to happen in this exact studio, so I can't leave. Oh, what would you have said if I wasn't here? I was gonna say I was gonna say Chester Arthur fans, which I know there are a lot of, do not write in. I was gonna say that. And also, you were gonna say that Rico is the best, the best. Uh, and, and I was gonna maybe man. I was gonna maybe say the opposite of that. Mm. I was also gonna say that I looked up while we were listening to Quinto May West, born in Bushwick, Brooklyn. May West was not not uh, not Quinto. No, no, May West is from Bushwick and ended up in L.A. So she's basically the modern hipster. <laughs> right there, all embodied in one package. There's your takeaway um, from the speakeasy. Rico's going to go interview a uh, dude from Flaming Lips. I'm going to go have a breakfast martini for dinner. <laughs> thanks for listening, and thanks for joining us for this first edition of Speakeasy. Insert interesting outro music here. A.K.A. the music we have permission to use. Music.